Hello everybody and welcome to the third episode of the MMA Dragon Fist Podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, thank you all for the support and everybody. Thank you uh, Jared Brooks and Damian Brown for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody who listens and, and, and contributes and supports our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're doing this out of nothing. We're doing this out of pure passion. Uh, you know, to help support fighters and, and you know, just, just to have fun. So we're having fun and we really, really like the support and, and uh, the good comments and the good uh, wishes we've gotten from everybody so far has been really great. So thank you all for that. And let's get into the MMA news, the news world. All right. So first off, I uh, was just reading here that it is official. Floyd Money Mayweather has started his MMA training. Uh, with Tyrone Woodley, uh, of course, Max Holloway is uh, is known to have called him just this a big PR stunt, and that he's just fronting. He's not really going to do anything. He's just pulling a PR stunt. I don't know. I don't know what Floyd can, was going to do. You know, I didn't really think that he was going to fight uh, Conor McGregor, and look what happened. He decided he stepped up and decided to fight Conor McGregor. And then I read somewhere that Floyd Mayweather said there's a 50-50 chance. That he'll be fighting before the end of 2018. If you ask me, I'm gonna watch. I'll fucking watch Floyd Mayweather in an MMA match. Why not? I'll be happy to. And for all those people who are saying it's a disgrace to the sport or he has no business in there, if the man wants to fight, he's the best defensive boxer, in my opinion, and, and, and arguably the best defensive boxer in the world. Floyd Money Mayweather is a combat fighter. Unfortunately, it's just in one specific area. Hey, man, if he wants to transition over to MMA and give it a shot, let him. I mean, all power to him. I would. I was saying it the same way whenever Conor McGregor wanted to go to boxing. And I was like, yeah, man, if he wants to go box, it's not the same. But if he wants to go box, let him go box. So I was happy for him on that. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much kind of the news uh, going on with the Floyd, Floyd Mayweather thing. Uh, super exciting. I, I really hope to see a fight between them because that will be awesome um, <clears throat> uh, in other news um, Jake Matthews I believe he's fighting at welterweight I was talking to uh, Damian Brown early early this morning uh, about this and uh, he says he's fighting at welterweight but he just signed a new fight deal uh, agreement signed sealed and delivered uh, he posted in on Twitter the other day so congratulations Jake Matthews uh, it's really uh, it's gonna be awesome to watch you Watch your fight in the ring. Your fights have been exciting so far, so that's that's awesome. <clears throat> and uh, other news, UFC 223 is coming in fast. I'm getting more and more excited. Nobody's pulled out of the fight yet. We've gotten super, super close before. And fighters have pulled out. Weight cuts, injuries. This fight has almost happened, I think, three times. Uh, Dana's like, four times the charm. So we'll see. We'll see how this uh, plays out. But the news is, Conor McGregor is going to be cage side for UFC 223. He's going to be there for the bout. And the other news is, he's going to challenge the winner inside the cage at the end of the fight. So this could be very exciting. On other, uh, another thing I'd also heard that Conor's ready. Conor's ready to step in at a moment's notice if anybody pulls out of the fight. So that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. Just kind of reading here and there, kind of reading tidbits and things. Uh, you can't ever always go by what you read, but these are the rumors. 
I hope it's true. So if somebody does pull out, I hope that rumor's true. And Conor McGregor's like, all right, I'll defend my belt and goes in and does what he does or loses. I don't know. I would, I would I want to see. I would watch it either way. Anyway, it plays out in those scenarios. I'll watch it. I just don't want it to get canceled and I don't want it to be delayed anymore. I want to see. I really like to see that Ferguson uh, Khabib fight. And, and But if somebody pulls out, I'd definitely like to see either one of them against McGregor. It will be spectacular. And if it does play out and there is a new champion, and I hope Conor McGregor does come into the cage and challenge them, and <clears throat> that fight gets made soon too, that will be really awesome. Yeah. So um, those are really the big news that happened in the past few days. Um, <clears throat> You know, uh, those are those are uh, uh, those are key points. You know, that are coming up, like kind of big in the MMA world, not specifically UFC, but kind of UFC. Um, another um, another fight that has also been made, been put on the uh, the Chile card. Ooh, this is going to be good. It's going to be uh, Santiago, I believe, in Santiago, Chile. Yep, Santiago, Chile, on May nineteenth. It'll be Camaro Camaro Usman versus Santiago Panzanib. Ponzinibbio, oh, he's a badass. Ponzinibbio is really bad. Ranked number ten, and uh, of course, Kamaru Usman is no slouch either. He's no, he's no pushover standing up. He's definitely not a pushover on the ground. Ranked number seven, uh, welterweight uh, contender Kamaru Usman, and number ten, ranked Santiago P. I'll just call it P. I don't want to mess his name up again. Sorry if I messed it up. Uh, at the Movie Star Arena, May 19th in Santiago, Chile. So that's going to be really exciting. I was excited to hear about that fight. I knew there was some kind of toss-ups of who who's going to fight who. Uh, <clears throat> and that'll be a very exciting welterweight bout. Well, that's all I have for you on the quick fight news. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview. Uh, before we uh, play the audio, because it was earlier today, early in the morning, of course, uh, I have a... Um, the uh, lightweight, uh, lightweight fighter Damian Brown coming on the podcast. Uh, he was, uh, he's in Australia. I'm in the U.S., so he's 14 hours difference. So, for us to link up, I think we missed our first appointment. But for us to link up, we had to, I had to meet him at, at four in the morning, you know, just to get this interview. So, super excited to have him on. We have a little bit of connection issues just because we're a world away, half a world away from each other. But the the issues do clear up. So just bear with us, folks. As I played the recording, um, and uh, so yeah, we have Damian Brown. Super exciting. Hope to get this guy a fight. Great fighter, uh, good person. Really fun to talk to. I felt like I could have talked to him uh, for another hour about many. I had so many other, so many more questions for him, and I, you know, we just ran out of time talking on the little questions that we we were talking because we just had a lot to talk about. I, I really felt I could have talked to him a lot, whole lot more. Uh, and hopefully I'll get to talk to him more in the future. And I hope uh, Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard or whoever in the UFC gets this guy a fight. And I hope they get it to him at 145 because I'd like to see him go in and start smashing at 145. So without further ado, I will go ahead and get his linked up on with Damian Brown. I recorded it earlier this morning. Uh, and here we go. Damian Brown. Hello, Damien. Hello, hey, how you doing? how are you? I can hear you a lot better now. Sweet, man. Me too. How you oh, going? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, excited excited to get you on, man. Uh, how, how are things? 
Yeah, good man. Cool, man. Real good. Just uh, just wrapped up, wrapped up a twelve-hour shift and uh, heading home, heading to training. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's that's the way to do it, man. I'm doing the same thing. I'm wrapping up a ten-hour shift. It's not quite twelve. Then I gotta go home to the kid. Then I gotta go home yeah. to the kid. That's how it goes. <laughs> Man, I, I love going. I know. Kids. Uh, is it? It's the best part of the day, definitely. Cool, yeah. man. So, uh, anything new? Have you heard anything from the UFC about a fight? We want to see you. Nah, man. Nah, nothing uh, at all. Yeah, man. I'd seen uh, some things about you, and uh, I think it was like on Twitter. It was like uh, Stephen Ray. Um, you guys, I. Oh man. I... Just like a fan suggest. Oh no, I think he put it up, and I was like, "Hey man, I'm down." You know, uh, it, it, it's a, it's funny. Me and Steve Ray talk to each other a bit. Yeah, man. Like we uh we, we inbox each other a fair bit, and uh, man. Uh, we lost him there for a second. And when I flew over there, and um, and uh, yeah, it's. Kind of cut out on me there, Damien. I didn't hear that last part. You cut out. Uh, I didn't really have the the chance back then. Um, fighting, so uh, <laughs> it's um, you know, it'd be a cool fight, and I like fighting in England. It was it was pretty cool when I fought over there last time. So yeah, I just uh, said, man, I'm down, and uh, and um, he was like, yeah, sweet, let's do it. So. We both agreed to it, man, but I've agreed to fights with other people who have agreed. Like, you know, me and Jason and I both said we'd do it, and he's fought someone else, so... Yeah. Man, I don't know if the UFC is going to give me another fight, man. You know, I've, I've lost a few in a row, but, um, whatever. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I do, man. I come to fight. I just, I, you know, I don't want to go out like the last one. No one wants to get caught off a split decision. Yeah, man, those are, those are terrible, though. I was just actually listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about how terrible... <laughs> The judging is on some of these fights, and I just have to agree. You well, know? Look, I mean, yeah, man, the issue is not like fuck. People can't judge. Like that's one thing, but like t- you, you're costing people thousands of dollars. Yeah, you know I mean, like you get one incompetent judge, uh, and uh, if I was close, whatever, it wasn't one sided, and then went the other way. But um, you know, it's uh. It's just disappointing that you lose half your money, you know what I mean? We, we try to put food on the table and it comes down to someone making a wrong decision or someone making a close call that goes against you. It's just, I just don't agree with, uh, you know, I've seen that Joe Rogan was recently talking about getting rid of the win bonus. I couldn't agree more, man. I, like, it's terrible. I, I definitely agree with that, man. It's just, there's just no, it's just no point in that. I mean, it should just be, you come in, this is what you're going to get, and that's it. And people come in, I'm sure they fight. I think they probably did it to set it up as, like, a, an incentive to fight more or something like that. But, uh, you know, I don't think the win bonuses are a good thing either. And this, this, this scoring this yeah. scoring system is just crap. It's it's This is not boxing. Yeah, man. It's not boxing. I don't think they can, I don't, no. they don't score it well. I was just, actually, I was just sitting down on my lunch break going, how could I try to come up with my own kind of scoring system? Just kind of watching, you know, watching some fights on fight pass and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's definitely a better way to score this. I just hope somebody comes up with one. I mean, it's not even, uh, 
it's not even about um, just the scoring system, but like most of the most of the judges that we get are boxing judges. Yeah, and they don't even they no, don't like, even know what grappling is or a chokehold or what what it's like to be on the ground or anything. Oh. Like why was why was Adelaide Bird ref, uh, judging a you know one of the biggest MMA fights Man. two weeks ago or whatever yeah. it was? Like why is a boxing a controversial boxing judge judging MMA fights? That is fucking ridiculous. Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know what I mean? But they, they, you've got people's careers and people's uh, livelihood on the line with incompetent judges and incompetent yeah. referees. It's, it's super frustrating it's, to me too. I mean, Adelie Birch, he's had uh, more than a handful of bad calls and bad judging in the, in her history. And, uh, from what from what I hear, she's a real nice lady, but just not really, like you say, competent to be to be scoring MMA fights. And I just I totally agree with that, man. And I think um, you wouldn't you wouldn't take a uh, you wouldn't take a a, a rugby union referee and get them to, to referee rugby league even though they're both rugby but the rules are slightly different right you know what I mean? yeah because they're not looking for the same thing they're not looking they don't, they just don't understand no, man, the game's it's different. different it's definitely different it's just hands down different so you got to get a different uh person to do it it's just it just doesn't you just you just okay. can't transition back and forth that easily even fighters fighters mma I mean, fighters the boxing I mean, boxing have... mma it's, it's a different thing i think that I personally think they should have ex MMA fighters as judges. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, and I was also uh, I was also thinking about they should have more judges than just three. Uh, yeah, maybe like five. Five would be perfect, I think. And it also, I, I don't know about you, but I, I watch fights and I I can't. It's hard. It's hard to score a fight like watching watching them. Uh, you know, count and try how many strikes and. And trying to see who has ring control and all that stuff at once. I think they should have a, like five judges and a person for each, uh, you know, area of the fight. So like somebody who judges takedowns and ground game, and somebody who judges striking and damage, and submissions. And, well, um, ACB, you heard of yeah. ACB? Yes, ACB's got five judges. Yeah, man, that's uh. That five judges every yeah. cut. Uh, and then, you know, 1FC, their judging is global rules. So they judge the fight as a whole. They don't judge round by round. See, that's, I think, is, that's even, that's a good idea, too. Yeah, round by round. And they, they judge the fight as a whole, and it's the person that tries to finish the fight the most is the person that wins. Oh. Not the person that scores the most, but the person that tries to finish the oh, most. That's... So, so that, therefore, a guy, like, it is not uncommon in 1FC to see the guy on the bottom win the fight because the guy on the top takes him down lays on him you know doesn't really do much but the guy on the bottom has like 50 submission attempts he's trying to right. win the fight he's trying to win the fight so they'll judge it to him that's, that's see that's that's another thing that I've seen bad like when guys are on the ground and the dude that's on the bottom he's pounding the dude on the top with elbows or keep trying submissions and they give the fight to the other guy. I mean, it just, I mean, these people don't, they don't, these judges are not understanding of like the grappling and like who's winning the battle there. I just don't think they, they know, so. Yeah, I agree, man, I agree. Yeah, man, so, uh, yeah, that's, I, I, to, I mean, I'm in total agreement with you, man. I was just actually sitting down, like going over how better they can, you know, do that. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things, man. So 
reason why I kind of picked you to have you on my podcast, man, because I'm, I'm a big fan, man. The, uh, I, uh, I really like that fight against uh, the, the fight that you won. Your very first win in the UFC against uh, Caesar. That's yeah. Nice. Man, yeah. that double right cross was sweet. Man. <laughs> I had me on my – I remember watching that fight, and I recently just went back and watched it again after we started talking. And I was like, yeah, man, I remember that fight. I, that's, I was standing up on that fight. So I was like, I'm, I remember yeah. this. This is good. And uh, and then your very last fight, which you lost by split decision, was crazy. Um, man, you were uh, to me, you were you were, were winning that fight. I mean, it was kind of back and forth, but and those leg kicks were just insane, man. Man, you know the, the way I see it is, uh, you know, there was no there was no wrestling, no grappling to judge. So from a striking point of view, um, you know, I controlled I controlled the distance, I controlled the cage. Uh, I had the more damaging strikes. Man, I think he outstruck me in the second and third by like three or four punches or something like that, or strikes. So not a, not a great deal, man. And you know, when it's that close and the strikes are kind of the same, you gotta you gotta look at octagon control and and damage. And I mean, yeah, I think it was obvious that he was having trouble standing up. You know, that I'd injured his leg. I was sweeping him with leg kicks. Like I just I couldn't believe that. Uh, you know the fight. The whole fight was a striking fight. So, uh, you know, I thought I thought I won. I thought I won that. You know, second and third man, round. Being man, like me a, too. Those those leg kicks were devastating. He was having a hard time stopping me. You're knocking him on his ass every time. Almost. It was a. Uh, I was impressed. Yeah. I was like super impressed. I was like, this guy dude has lots of potential. Yeah, I mean, you don't have potential. You have talent, man. And I, I just, yeah. I just felt like you kind of had a rough start here in the UFC. And, think the UFC should give you another chance and give you another fight, and I think they will, because you're a finish. You are Look, a finish, man. man. I, I, I hope so, because, you know, historically, this is my third third losing streak, you know, but every time I have a losing streak, I come back and have a winning streak, so, man, you know, that's just the way I fight, unfortunately, you know, if I lose a couple, like, if I lose one, I'm likely to lose three, but when I come back, if I win one, I'm likely to win, you know, five or six, so, um, so I hope the UFC give me another chance, man. And worst case, I can go out my sword. I'd rather be knocked out and cut than cut off a split decision. So yeah, man, definitely. Um, have you ever have you ever heard of have you ever heard of Jake Matthews? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he yep. just signed like a four fight deal with them again, and uh, I sent I renewed. Yeah, I sent him post something like um, he's booked for a fight, but he didn't have an opponent. But I think is he fighting at welterweight or is he fighting at one fifty five? You know. No, he fought at Wilderweight. His last two fights have been at Wilderweight. So I'm not surprised he's on a new deal. He's, he's 2-0 and since he went back to Wilderweight. So, um, you know, uh, we, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he signed a new deal, a, a good one, and he's going to go fight over in the States soon, I reckon. Yeah, I, I just I, I didn't know where he was fighting at because I know, I know in his history he fought at 155 too. Yeah, man. So I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to like seek out some opponents and just keep posting and keep posting and, and I'm gonna post this podcast, man, and hopefully somebody hear it and say, yeah, I know that guy. Let's get him a fight. You know, I, I definitely want to. I yeah, definitely want to see you out there. Uh, well, I've got everything crossed, man, and uh, you know I'm just I'm just banging out work shifts at at the jail and uh, come home and do some training and hang out with my family and hopefully. Um, Sean Shelby or Mick Maynard gives me a call and, you know, they want me to... I mean, I'll fill in a spot three, four weeks notice. I don't care, man. I'm always... I'm a fighter, you know what I mean? Fighters fight, so... Uh, Stay ready. You know, 
yeah, try to keep the weight reasonable. You know, like, uh, I don't walk around close to the lightweight. What, so what do you walk around at, roughly? Like 180, 185. Yeah, you'll be and you are, are pretty much the exact same size and when I, I fought. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that big. I've, I fought two amateur fights in my life. I'm more of a big fan, you know. And I still, tra I still train yep. and stuff, but uh, you know, I'm just kind of a spectator now. <laughs> but uh, whenever, but whenever I yep. was fighting, I fought actually the place where I fought at. They didn't have a 55; they had a 65. And so I walked around at 180. I walked around yep. at 185 and, and fought at 65. So yeah, it, it worked. It worked out. It, it was still kind of rough for me to do that cut, but. I'm kind of a big, big frame guy, so it's a little hard for me to do. I'm not, man. I got my 145. I've done it once. Ooh. 145. <laughs> That's a rough yeah. cut, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like 180, 185. I'm pretty high body fat. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, uh, I don't cut more than two or three pounds of water in the last 24 hours for my. Uh, for a cut of 155, I just died all the way down. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I can make I can make 145. Oh, that's sure. cool too. Are you, you ever? I mean, if they offered you a fight at 145, I'm sure you'd jump right on it. They give you enough time, right? I uh I asked for the last one to be at 145. Yeah. So you know, I'm not like um I don't know. I guess it's probably not common knowledge, man. But uh, I agree. You know, I asked Sean Shelby, and he agreed to, to get me a fight at 145, and then he offered me uh, a fight at 155. I guess he needed the spot filled, and and I took it. So I kind of thought I was doing him a favor as well at the same time. And um, you know, I really wanted to fight on that card, so I thought it worked out for everyone. And you know, I thought that might have might have sort of helped me out as well. So we'll yeah, man, see. I see you doing really well at 145, man. You're you're a big guy for a 45, and I think you you dominate really well. I mean, you do good at 55 too, but. 45 I think you do really well um yeah, so yeah man we'll, we'll definitely be uh campaigning for you here I mean we're not we're not real big we're new we're a new podcast That's but uh we're trying to get out there man and trying to you know get our get our name out there we're also trying to like promote fighters and get in it you know so yeah man so so another thing I wanted to ask you about real quick, because my ex, my co-host, who hosts with me usually during the evenings, when whenever he's off work, he's not awake at four in the morning. It's four in the morning here. He's not awake now, or he'd be with us. But uh, he uh, he's actually he's a he's a, a former Marine Corps. He's a veteran, and you were you were uh, you yeah. want to be a role model for veterans, you know, dealing with PTSD. I, I work with a guy also who has PTSD. And uh, so, so what are you what are you trying to do there? Tell us a little about that, if you could, real quick. Oh, you know what, man? It's, it's not so much. Uh, it's it's like I don't have charities and stuff, but for me, it's about uh, one being a role model for them. So you know, just giving them uh, something to look up to and uh, something to maybe inspire them to get out of bed. I mean, some people with real bad PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Man, they really struggle to just kind of get out of bed and, and go about their day. So if I can just motivate them to get out and go to the shops, man, get some fresh air and, you know, take it a little step at a time forward, then then uh, I feel like I'm achieving my goal, you know, just by doing that. You know, I think just be just by being vocal about it, uh, you know, on, on that kind of platform that, I, that I've... I've worked hard to get it. it. It just brings awareness to it for the people that may be around them that don't realize the signs and symptoms and how to deal with it. 
So, um, yeah, it's not just so much about giving them hope, but also, uh, you know, also bringing a little bit of uh, awareness to the, the people that surround those those people that are struggling. Oh, man, that's awesome, man. That's that's really good to hear. And I, I, I could definitely see uh, how your path and how your story would definitely inspire people like, hey, man, there's hope. Get out there and do better and feel better, too. And uh, so... Man, yeah. with that, let's end with that, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Your Twitter handle is beatdown155. Is that correct? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three. Exactly the same, awesome, man. man. Same name. Well, I'll definitely be promoting you, and I'll definitely be following you and giving you my support, man. I really I really like you, and I really like what you stand for. And uh, so, man, good luck to everything. And, and you'll, you'll be seeing me on Twitter following you and retweeting your tweets and stuff. And I Thank you again for your time. Too easy, man. Thanks, so no I appreciate it. You have a good day. Go enjoy your family and, and training. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. All right, man. And there you have it, folks. Damian Brown. Thank you again, Damian, for being on the podcast. Um, and thank you for the follow on Twitter, guys. Definitely follow us on Twitter. That's Dragon Fist. At Dragon Fist. Um, that's on Twitter and Facebook. D R A G. The letter N, F-I-S-T, all together, Dragon Fist, Twitter, and Facebook. Please give us a follow. If you like our podcast, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Anchor. Working on Google Play right now. Uh, we're on a, a Pocket Cast, I believe, as well. So please, guys, you know, give us the support that we need. Uh, we're working on getting better audio. This was a little bit of a rough audio, a rough interview. Hoping to clear those things up in the future. Again, we're new to this, guys. Just bear with us as we as we mush out these details and and come come along with us for the ride. Grow with us. You know how it goes. Come 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 along. Watch us grow. Watch us grow into something good, big, great. We'll love to bring you along with us. Subscribe. Continue to follow us, guys. That's all I have for today for today's uh, episode of MMA Podcast. I originally wanted this podcast to only be 15 minutes, but no way. It's going to be under 30 minutes. But I, I you know, uh, we you know, get some of these guests on and, and get to talking to them. Sometimes it stretches out a little more. So. Uh, you know, happy to do so, and I'm sure you guys are happy to listen. Again, apologize for the audio. We're working on that. Uh, we're also trying to get uh, some things set up. We got our T-shirts out now. Check my Twitter. I had posted uh, on Twitter our T-shirts. Um, they're on sale now. Uh, all the proceeds of the T-shirts goes to helping us better our podcast, uh, get better equipment, and, uh, you know, get us some cameras. We're going to do some live feeds. Uh, we got a big thing coming up this weekend. Um, the Trent's going to be covering it. It is going to be at the Thunder Valley Raceway, um, and uh, that's going to be this weekend. We're going to talk more about it uh, on a podcast that we plan on recording later on here in just a moment, um, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on there, and he's going to be there on the ground, hopefully giving out stickers and doing some things there uh, for the people there, so hoping to get a little more followers, but that's that's on the race race car sides of things, so I'll just, I'll just leave it right there, and if you want to hear more about that, just tune in to the other podcast. Thank you guys, and I am out.